Says Who podcast is brought to you by you. You got nothing? I just thought Look, I would be polite and not interrupt. The pa- the Patreons of of Says Who are patrons or Patreon. Do we call them individual Patreons? I I say Patreon backers. Look. I'm Patre- sure that's wrong. Patreon.com slash says who you could join and the says the town of says whovia and we have lots of things like bonus episodes and stickers and pins and just good company. Just good old fashioned fun. Don't you want some good old fashioned fun? Like when you just had a stick and a glass of lemonade and you'd sit out back? Just just sit on some dirt. Good old fashioned fun, Dan. Like when you only had a whistle. Join us. Yeah. Patreon.com slash says who. Look at that. Yeah, it's good, huh? You did that good. I know. Sounded for real. Well, I am for real. You know what else is for real? Pod X, May 31st through June 2nd in Nashville, Tennessee. It is an amazing podcast conference that you, you should attend. Uh, We are going to be there for the weekend doing a bunch of different things, including a live episode of Says Who on June 1st. And you should be there, too. You can go to podx.com slash says who. That will get you your tickets and that will get you 10% off. We're going to do a podcast for $5. I'll let you grab onto Dan's beard and just swing freely. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like beard rides. Oof. Just that swing sounds... around. You just spin around and they go, woo! Podx.com slash says who. Go there. Hey, Los Angeles. You have two opportunities to see me this week. Tomorrow, April 10th. That's right around... today. Oh, well, try yeah. Try that again. Look, today, April 10th, you can see me at the LA Public Library in Panorama City. 4 p.m. And the L.A. Library has purchased a big pile of my books that you can get for free. Like that. What? This li- yeah, it's like a grant from the library that they have all these books that you so show up. Um, they should. I mean, hopefully they're going to have enough for everybody. But definitely, if you come, you have a very good chance of getting a free book. So you should do that. Also, I will be at the L.A. Times Festival of Books on Sunday at 3 p.m. Uh, it's at Sunday, 3 p.m. I'm doing a panel. I should have looked it up. But I'm going to definitely be there. Look, if you're going to be there Sunday at the LA Times Festival of Books, please come see me. If you don't, I'll never recover. Uh, hello, welcome to McDonald's. Can I take your order, please? Uh, hey, it's, it's me. Uh, let's see. Uh... <sighs> Look, normal order today. I'm gonna have a uh, super whopper with cheese we have... and a curly fry this is... and a malted milkshake um, and a and a and a peach pie. I I have yep. a number of questions. Yeah, kid, what do you want? Oh, um. First, first of all, we don't have any of those foods. Do you even do you know that? Is is that a thing that you know? You don't have um. Soup. You don't have cheese. Well, I'll just have a normal super whopper then. If you don't have any cheese, you're just super making whopper, things up now. Curly fries. Nobody has super whoppers. And a mo- listen, kid. I like your moxie, and I always have. It's been a tough week just, in the office, and uh, well, I'm glad I, to ha- I'm glad to have somebody to talk to about it's, it. And it's not the role of uh, a fast food establishment, sir. A lot of us are getting fired. I, offices I, are empty. I have another question. Yeah, what are, is it? I always call you sir, but do you have a different title? Like what? I don't. Like, do you have a job? I have a job. I have too many jobs. I could, that's the that's I could a, call you by your job. Well, that's the problem, kid. Is I've got too many jobs. I'm I'm trying to fill so many vacant seats. That's why I'm here. Just, aside from the aside from the super whopper and the curly fries, I want to talk. Food that we have. I want to talk to you about something. 
want to offer you a job. Oh, my. You ever killed anybody? What? Listen, I have a very, very powerful weapon on the seat next to me. And oh, I'm, oh, I, uh, I'm feeling deeply uncomfortable. Look. You know, my manager, Mr. Carruthers, told me that I could tell you to just drive through. Well, listen. Kid, it's... It's hard to, it's hard working here in this town right now, and I think that you, you have the kind of material that we're looking for to join. It's a hard job, kid, and I'm saying that I, I'd like to recruit you to become one of us. I, 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 that isn't a thing You have a kind of hard inner core. Would you like to stand around with an earpiece in and look at, see if anybody threatening is in the crowd, or? I'm just trying to get enough money to go to college. Oh, well, we can pay for your college. No, oh boy. We can pay. Where do you want to go? We'll we'll make this, them admit you. We'll take them. We'll shake a, them. We'll, we'll threaten them. This was a mistake. Did you drive through, please? I'm coming in. Oh no. I'm coming inside, kid. It's oh, time we met in person. No. I'm gonna. I'm gonna no, buy you a you. buy you a super whopper. And, uh, it's not a food that we have. Hey, listen. You're just making up words. You ever see Men in Black? Uh, yeah, let's do this. Welcome to Says Who. It the bleh. I forgot how to do that. Why did I? I didn't do that right. You okay, Dan? I don't know. Just. I just, I just like, I just like ran out on stage and fell over. Yeah, you Welcome did. Welcome to, s- oh, yeah. I'm gonna try it again. All Welcome right, to then. Says Who. That oh. no, look, Dan, you're fine. Take a deep breath. Welcome to Says Who, the podcast that isn't a podcast. Oh, am I supposed to go now? Yeah. Oh my god. All right, one more time. Welcome to Says Welcome Who. To Says Who, the <sighs> podcast that isn't a podcast. It's a coping strategy. I'm Dan Sinker. And I'm Maureen Johnson. Dan, it's a week. <sighs> My it's brain week. is shot and it's Tuesday. Yeah, it is. Holy cow. Dan. I don't got Dan. brain works. Dan. Hmm? <sighs> I know what we do on this podcast. We talk about what's happening and kind of process it and cope with it. Cope with it. That sounds right. Cope it. We sure. cope it. We cope it. This is a week I feel like I learned that the bar to entry to a lot of things is so much lower than I thought it was. Yeah. That I always had these ideas that I wasn't good enough to do a lot of things. You know, I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not this. I'm not that. And I, this week has been a... It's just one of those weeks that's really good for your self-confidence. <laughs> it's, it is definitely an ego boost when you realize that you are more competent than much of the executive branch of Washington. But before, before we get to what's happening in Meriton, Dan, which last week we had on Hayes Brown for BuzzFeed and we did a whole thing about Brexit. Yeah. And I, we said over and over about how the dead, like they had to figure it out by this week. This week, man. And, and so, and they did, right? Now. What? It's this week. Right. Okay. It's all sorted. Well. They did it. Here's the thing, then. Brexit solved. We told you that really they had to kind of have it figured out by tomorrow or today, because it'd be Wednesday the 10th, yeah. kind of present it to the EU like, here is our homework that we have done. And then it would all get kind of sorted through to prevent Britain from crashing out of the EU on Friday. Yeah. So when we left off, because all of this is in control of the Tories. So when I talk about the Tories, it means the, it's the Conservative Party, the Tories. It's the same thing. It's sort of like it's basically our Republicans. You know, it's the best. Yeah. Cut. So this is all with the Conservatives. They set this ball rolling. They've been carrying this terrible flaming football for two years dropping it, you know, tripping over their own dicks, etc. And now after they've already asked for one extension and now they had until 
this week to kind of say, we have figured out what to do about this Brexit thing and present it to the EU. When we left off, they had finally discovered that since everything was going so terribly and they had no plan that they were going to talk to some other people in their own government, like the people on like, like it'd be like Republicans saying, like, maybe we should ask Democrats. Right. Well, they they decided to go over and ask labor and they talked on Thursday and Friday. And I guess and over it the worked week- out. Well, they talked, I guess, over the weekend. And then by Monday. No progress had been made. Oh. Nobody that seems got, discouraging. They didn't seem to get anywhere. Uh, nothing was changed. Sure. The thing that they were trying to, we, we, that it was assumed that labor was going to go for would be something called a customs union. Um, and that seems to not have happened. So nobody got anywhere. And so it was said that Theresa May... Prime Minister said, we're going to have to go to the EU and ask for an extension. And the EU has previously said, you can only ask for an extension if you can show us that you're just not going to dick around for another couple right. months, that you have a plan. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll give you an extension if it seems like you're actually doing shit. But if it's just an extension to not do shit, then why are we bothering? So today she went to Europe. She went to Germany. She went to France to basically say, we still have no plan. May we have more time, please? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. In a lot of ways, this is very relatable. Yeah. I mean, it is. It just is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they they were like, well, we 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 uh, could can we just can we just have it? Can we just have can we have more time? Can we because yeah. we don't. Yeah. Also, at one point, I think on Friday, they had to evacuate Parliament because the roof started leaking and water started pouring in while they were trying to talk. Feels a little on the nose. Major rumbling thunderstorms were breaking out and then the water came in through the roof. Yeah, that seems a little. Yeah. Spreading it on a little thick. A little, yeah. So, uh, as we record today on Tuesday, she is in Europe, kind of um, begging, I think is the word. Seems Just seems begging. like the right word. So the uh, whole thing about them having to do it by this week, well, they did not do it by this week, is the short. What a shock. I'm shocked. You know, after all of the analysis last week, my takeaway was definitely, well, they're going to pull it off next week. They're totally going to get it done. There, it's this shit's just happening now. Yeah, yeah. No, it didn't work out. Weird. It's a weird. Good, it's a good thing we live in a competent country, Dan. Well, Maureen, I have some bad news for you. Hmm? We don't. I don't follow. Well, we don't live in a competent country. We don't live in a very good country. This week here on this side of the pond has been a real exercise in remembering all of the horrors of six months ago that have decided to come back for another visit. I don't like the sound of that. I don't like that at all. We are suddenly talking about separating families at the border again. We are talking about taking away health care. We are... All of the things that were... that were at the fore... Before the midterm elections, which Republicans resoundingly lost, Donald Trump has decided now is the time to get real on all of them. Seems brilliant and smart. He has fired so many people in the Department of Homeland Security, including the head of it all. Um, It is now coming to be clear that that in fact she was dismissed because she was unwilling to be even more awful than she already is. Remember, she is the person that has put children in cages. So she has been asked to do more apparently than that and suddenly decided that that was a bridge too far. He did go down to the border and he told Border Patrol that... 
they should just not let people in to the country. And if judges had a problem with it, to just tell them that they couldn't do it. That's just just ignore judges. Yeah. Uh, Just tell them, hey, I believe the full quote was I can't do it. The country's full. There, uh, there has been, you know, the normal inside the White House anonymous leaks that one of whom are trying to explain why the president is now suddenly back on all of this. The explanation was, quote, he just wants to separate families. I mean... Dan, this is a genuine, I, I don't understand. I don't, like, it. you you say that and it just fritzes in my brain and the signal goes quiet because I don't understand. Yeah. No, that's all there is. There's not any explanation. There's no logic to it, Maureen. Like, it is, I, I remember last summer when family separations were in full swing and the real kind of horror of it all was becoming very, very clear. Um, I remember like both of us trying to articulate that feeling of just like, it just feels like my brain is on fire when I even try to think about this. And um, yeah, same. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why would, what, what is the purpose? Cause even evil dumb ideas have a logic behind them. Deterrent? I mean, is it supposed to be a deterrent? It, I, he seems to believe that it will be a deterrent. While there is absolutely no data that backs that up. But it, it seems like he is... I mean, this is the thing about him that we've discussed before. Like, two things. One, attempting to ascribe logic is silly. Mm-hmm. Because there is no logic. And in the absence of logic, there is simply him digging in. Right. And so why does he want to do this? Well, because he said that it should be the thing. And now that is it. You know, I mean, it's the same shit. So the the House has put in a request to the IRS for Trump's tax forms. Right. Um, And they are now lining up. Lawyers and, you know, Mick Mulvaney, the acting chief of staff, is going on TV saying that the Democrats will never get his taxes and all of this. And it's, you know, it leads you to believe that he is hiding something in his taxes. Yeah, (laughs) I would I would say that that's. I think that it's just because he's dug in. He said he wasn't going to do it. Now he just he won't do it. It doesn't matter that it looks like guilty is all fuck. right? Right. I mean, I, I I have been very consistent on taxes on this show. I don't think they are going to be particularly revelatory. I think they will show us the type of businessman that we already knew he was. Um, but he said he wasn't going to give them. And so now here we go. You know, like line up all of this, you know, all of this legal wrangling over it simply to back up the fact that this is what he thinks should happen. It's the same shit. Dan, I read a book this week. I don't know if you've ever read it. It's called Blitzed. No. And it is a nonfiction book. Of, it's a history book about how, about use of drugs and how it may have influenced the Nazi empire. And it, it's, a, it's a quick and really fascinating read. And it starts, you can really broadly sketch what this book is about, is that so Nazi Germany comes out of this thing called the the, the Weimar Republic, where, you know, Germany had lost World War One. It was kind of this decadent, art, but like super art was coming out of Berlin and everyone was doing drugs and like lots and lots of drugs. And the Nazis came along. And they said, we're pure. We're super pure. We're the goodies. Like, you know, and Hitler famously didn't drink alcohol and was a vegetarian ate really disgusting sounding meals like spinach souffle and creamed gruel and it's just as a vegetarian i'm like oh these are terrible um and and you know if you took drugs you were degenerate but they started selling these things in in uh, germany called pervitin which is a 
uh, was an amphetamine tablet. Basically, they're like, take Pervitin for everything. Pervitin, solution, Pervitin. And everybody was taking Pervitin, which were just uppers, like in a little tube, like you could sure. buy, you know, just you just have like a thing of Rolaids or, or Lifesavers. And people were popping um, Pervitins all the time. You could buy Pervitin chocolates. Uh, you know, you'd pop a chocolate what? and then you'd, yeah, they'd sell these, these, um, these pervitin where they would have the same compound of them than boxes of chocolates. They were just everywhere. And then a few researchers were like, Hey, we're, you know, this is probably not great because we're creating all these meth addicts basically. Um, oh, but then Hitler's whole thing was that he never, he's like, I never take anything, but he, he hires this, this slouchy weirdo. He's got a, Hitler has all these intestinal complaints and things, and he hires this weird doctor. Yeah, Doctor Morrell. That everyone else is like, this guy's like a real in it, a real creepy like bottom feeder dude, and this guy kind of simpers in, and he and he's like, he will give Hitler anything. Sure. And the author of this book has gone back through the German, the archives in Germany and the archives in America, and pieced together all of this stuff, and slowly recreated. Hitler's drug use based on the doctor's handwritten records and more or less. So he starts off giving him little shots of this or that. And then the doctor's a quack. So he's giving him shots of um, their little speed, a little this. And then he starts making his uh, like vitamins. And then he starts making his own concoctions of hormones. Oh, good. So he's getting random hormone shots. Um, Seems fine. And Hitler's always like, wow, my shots always make me feel perkier. And so the doctor would go with him everywhere. And then the, Hitler's like, I have some aches and pains and nerves and shakes. And so the doctor starts giving him these shots that basic that are Oxycontin. So, so now he's giving him shots of Oxycontin and um, more and more weird mixes of hormones. Now Hitler, so it, it goes from Hitler just having this or that to Hitler is now... He's he's getting shots of oxy all the time and he's in the bunker and he's and he's decided he's like he's all weird. He won't come out of his bunker and he just wanders around the bunker in the dark and it's all moist and like dark and mushroomy and wanders around and um, has so many needle marks that, that he's getting track marks up and down his arm. Uh, someone tries to kill him and it blows out his eardrums. He barely even feels it because he's so high on meth. <laughs> And oxy that um, then they have to give him some coke to treat his ear. So now he's on coke, <laughs> meth and oxy, plus a weird combination of animal steroids. The Hitler they describe at the end is this. It's he's jaundiced. He's drooling. He's got this weird grayish color around his face. He twitches uncontrollably. Uh. Um, he's like this. He's this shriveled. His one, his eyes are bulging and twitching, and his his hands shake, and because he's on every drug, along with just baffling concoctions of <laughs> hormones. Here, just true. This guy, meanwhile, he keeps giving his doctor gifts of things like "You're so great." Have like all the slaughterhouses, and like you guys, like, can I have all the slaughterhouses? Because he wants all the animal organs to take all the hormones. Oh, oh boy. Because this guy is slowly building a weird pharmaceutical empire and profiting off of all this. This comes back to the present. And can I just can I just interrupt real quick? When yeah. you started this with, I read a book. I mm -hmm. was not expecting that we were ending here. Yeah. So Hitler is so whacked out on meth, heroin, oh. and coke, plus just truly. I need to emphasize how bananas. And untested and weird, these hormone shots are. Like he's just out of his mind on like animal hormones and every hot and every heavy duty drug. And as the drugs stop working, he just keeps and the supplies are running out. So they're just looking oh. for anything, anything they can give him, like any stores of anything. So meanwhile, he's he's paranoid. He can't make up his mind. He's making irrational, crazed decisions. Like he's losing battles because he's so nuts on like paranoia, his natural paranoia and evil, plus like drugs and hormones. Uh, he gets injection. You know, he's calling the doctor at four in the morning to shoot him up. You know, he's he's a mess. But there are all these outside reports 
all these yes men and stuff around him that are writing official descriptions. And they're like, so he's like, here is the official description. The Fuhrer stood and was a was wonderful and everything was great. And, you know, he and he's just the model of health and the picture of modesty and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, here's the real thing. He's slobbering. He's yelling at the wall. He's twitching. He's hunched over. He's paranoid. He thinks he sees bats everywhere. (laughs) And it's this, but they just keep saying like, there's nothing wrong with like, everything's great. Oh, he seems a little hunched. It's because he looks at maps all day, but they're all looking at him and they all know he's crazy. And they all know that he's full of like, you know, drugs and madness and they may not even know why like they uh, presumably some of them are guessing that this weirdo that follows him around all the time and sticking needles into him and then he's all twitchy and weird or then his mood yeah. suddenly changes and anyway it's just the stunning uh com- just the stunning contrast of how at the same moment this this zombie-like figure of hitler is contrasted with this that they keep, you know, his his yes men keep saying like, he's so wonderful. He's doing so great. You should have seen him out this morning. He was surfing. Like he's just, he's tan. He's good looking. Um, people love him. Uh, <sighs> and in the final paranoid state, his plan was to burn all of Germany. <laughs> he was going to yeah. burn it all down. He was like, burn everything. Blow up everything. Jesus. And they didn't have enough kind of time and money and resources to do it. <laughs> And it made me think of Trump, Dan, in that everybody knows that he's not well. Yeah. I believe that everybody knows this. I don't believe there's anyone who doesn't know this. I'm sort of even convinced that Trump supporters know this. Right. That it we just all acknowledge that he's a completely unwell individual. And some people are still doing that he's great. And some people are are nodding and smiling, but going off to the side of the room um, and sort of plotting what to do once he's gone or, or thrown out or, you know, just whatever, or how to work around him. And the rest of us are just like, he's a horrible zombie man. And we all know that, right? Anyway, yeah. I was just thinking this week, Dan, and that's the Maureen's been thinking corner. But I mean, like they just would look at this, like he's, he's drooling and dribbling and shaking and they just keep saying how great he is. And everyone just kind of has to nod. Like, that's how I, and I read it and I was like, this just feels like it just resonates very strongly with me right now. I mean, that, that really is the remarkable thing about power is it is its own justification. You know, there is a huge amount of our society that is built around just, you know, oh yeah, you respect power, you know? And so if a person is in power that is fucking drooling and mad, a big chunk just says, oh yeah, that's it. That's the president, you know, that's the person in charge. So Mm -hmm. whatever they say, we're going to do it. And that's, we are deeply in that part of the fucking story right now, for sure. Yeah, I mean, that whole feeling of when you're little and you're told you have to respect adults no matter what they do. And like that adult is setting fire to a canoe and you know, you're right. like, no, but they're adults. I mean, you see it in the justification for the outrage for why members of the Trump campaign had FISA warrants on them, right? The justification is how dare the FBI be monitoring the communications of people that were working for the president, you know? But mm. they were monitoring the, the those communications because they were doing shady shit, you know? Like, yeah. it, it, but you see that justification now as simply you know how dare they how dare they do these things let's investigate the fbi for investigating the president and it's like well they wouldn't have investigated the president had he not been up to his fucking ears 
in weird ass shit. Dan, I have to believe that, you know, at least the forces around are smart and the situation has got to be under control, that lockdowns are in place, you know, that things are running well on the kind of security front, Dan, right? Well, Maureen. Right? Right? Well. Did I set that up for you? Let me make you this delicious omelet. You'd like, oh, oh no. And I. Are we going back to the omelet bar, Dan? I have a story to tell. I like stories. Is it story? Is it story time with Dan? I want to bring you back to the heady old days of March thirtieth. No. Oh. Twenty nineteen. That's not that long ago. It's ten days ago. At the president's home away from home, Mar-a-Lago. Where, in fact, the president was staying that weekend after taking much of the winter off due to the government shutdown and somehow someone managing to, I guess, throw his keys to the plane away or something. Uh, he is now back to near regular weekly trips down to Mar-a-Lago. So he's down in Mar-a-Lago uh, the weekend of March 30th. It's a Saturday. A woman is arrested at Mar-a-Lago. And the stated reason is for making false statements to a federal officer and entering restricted property. Her name is Yujing Zhang. She turns out that she is a Chinese national who, in addition to two passports, was carrying four cell phones, one laptop, an external hard drive, and a USB thumb drive. Now, you might ask, Mm -hmm. so she got caught by Secret Service, right? One assumes. The president is on property, which means that there are far more rigorous security protocols um, in place than when he is not on property. Right. Uh, She got, she, in fact, got stopped uh, at the Secret Service checkpoint that everyone has to go through. And she got past them by telling them that she was there to use the pool. Okay. Uh, She then skips the pool and was driven by Mar-a-Lago's valet to the reception area where she told them that she was there for an event uh, that evening uh, held by, quote, the United Nations Chinese American Association. Can I stop you just for one second just to get a sense of this? So I presume that that she's first stopped at some sort of outside ring checkpoint. Yeah. like when you go through the gates of Disney World, it, you know, to kind of enter the property. And she's like, hello, I'm just driving in to use the pool in this facility. And they're like, proceed yeah. down the road. They they ask her for ID. She shows them two Chinese passports. And then they go, cool, have fun in the pool. Traditionally, people have one passport, but... Uh, unclear as to... As to why she has two yeah, I mean, it, there could be reasons. Every, so I will point out uh, every single thing that I'm telling you has been reported. A lot of this is building from very good reporting by the Miami Herald. Um, every single one just mentions two Chinese passports okay. as if that's normal. So I'm assuming that there is There's something, something about, about Chinese passports. Yeah, like that that seems to be a thing. Feels okay. like one too many to me. Who am but I to judge? In any case, she, she passes the outer ring that first... Yeah checkpoint by saying hello i'm going to use the pool then she goes into the front desk and says hello i'm here for the conference i'm here for the yeah i'm here for the united nations chinese american association thing Mm -hmm. um there is not an event by that name that day Mm -hmm. and so the receptionist is like "Mm, what's going on and the woman gets a little upset and so that receptionist calls the um secret service back who then pull her aside for further questioning and discover that she is like laden down with electronics and that she has a USB thumb drive, which we'll talk about in a little more detail later, but that had a bunch of malware on it. Okay. Um, so according to the affidavit from the Asian agent that questions Zhang, she said she had come for, quote, a United Nations friendship event between China and the United States. And it arrived early to take photos and to familiarize herself with the property. Uh, 
Questioned further, according to the affidavit, Zhang claimed her Chinese friend Charles told her to travel from Shanghai, China to Palm Beach, Florida to attend this event and to attempt to speak with a member of the president's family about Chinese and American foreign economic relations. Okay. So first question here, who the fuck is Charles? So it turns out there's a guy named Charles Lee who runs a group called the United Nations Chinese Friendship Association. Okay. That group doesn't actually have anything to do with the United Nations. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, according to the New York to the Miami Herald, the group has quote promoted the Chinese Communist Party and advertised events at Mar-a-Lago as ways for Chinese businessmen to participate in President Xi Jinping's so-called business diplomacy agenda. Essentially an effort to have Chinese executives make friends with important people abroad. Okay. So in fact, there was an event that night at Mar-a-Lago that -hmm. had been canceled. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is another moment where the story gets weird because there may have been two events, but it all may have been the same event. Anyway, two events with two different names. First is a safari night held to benefit a local youth charity. Mm, um, You can't see me, Dan, but I am shaking my head. Just shaking my head. I don't... We don't need to go down the tangent, but safari night at Mar-a-Lago is not something I want to get into. No. We're going to get into it a little bit, but not not this second. Uh, And then the other event was called an International Leaders Elite Forum, which was billed as, quote, a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity and the first event to be held at Mar-a-Lago with, quote, the Chinese as the protagonist. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, Elizabeth Trump Grau, which is Donald Trump's sister, was scheduled to headline the Safari Night. And in fact, she headlined last year's Safari Night. Fun. Isn't she like 80 and I believe she lives at the place that I visited the other weekend? Yes, I think that's correct. Fun for kids. Very. Um, but the weird thing is there are also flyers fully in Chinese that have her headlining the International Leaders Elite Forum. So it is entirely unclear as to whether this is these were the same event or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of the reason that nobody knows if it was one event or two is because both of the events were organized in part by this Charles Lee guy, but also Cindy Yang who they have for the last year kind of helped throw or repackage events that are happening at Mar-a-Lago to mm-hmm. serve Chinese business interest goals as well. So they mm-hmm. they have before kind of had a single event that serves dual uses. So mm-hmm. it seems that that was this, that the Safari Night and International Leaders Elite Forum were the same thing. Um, neither of these events actually happened because they were canceled by Cindy Yang. Okay. Now, Cindy Yang uh, was in the news a month, I want to say, ago, maybe a little bit more, uh, because she was the original owner of the massage parlor in Jupiter, Florida, where Trump friend and owner of the New England Patriots, Robert Kraft, was picked up in a prostitution sting. Can you hold? I'm going to need to get a little more yarn for just one second yep, here. No problem. Okay. So I'm putting some yarn, Cindy Yang, over to Massage Parlor, Jupiter, Florida, connected to Robert Kerr. Okay, got it? Okay. Uh, so that story got a bunch of press. And at, at the time, the Miami Herald found a picture from the Super Bowl, this year's Super Bowl, of Cindy Yang posing for a selfie with Donald Trump, which then began to make people... Say, whoa, what? What is her deal? And it turns out she has like tons of pictures of her with members of the Trump family, with other Republican um, folks, especially like major Republicans from Florida. Um, And that's the point where it's uncovered that she had been involved in promoting a bunch of different events to the Chinese community in South Florida, um, all of which and and back in in China, all of which promised access to Trump. Trump's family 
and other prominent figures. Okay. So the Miami Herald has this whole, and this is like literally in the last two months, right? Uh, this whole series called Trump Tourism Access for Sale that outlines this like remarkable set of facts. And this is what it is. So Mar-a-Lago, prior to Trump becoming president, was sort of the Palm Beach white glove charity place. If you mm -hmm. were the American Cancer Society, you rented out Mar-a-Lago for your big benefit in that area every year. Right. Um, and that continued for, you know, the first the first period of his presidency. But after the white supremacist riot in Charlottesville that resulted in the murder of Heather Heyer and then Trump's their very fine people on both sides, like defense of it. Um, there was a bunch of pressure on like high society types to not book at Mar-a-Lago. And in fact, the American Cancer Society, which was like the big one, they pulled out a bunch of ones pointed out, uh, pulled out. So the Miami Herald says that, in fact, the year before Mar-a-Lago had hosted 33 events like this, like charity events. Um, and it dropped to 10 events the season after Charlottesville. And so there was sort of a panic on what to do. And Cindy Yang picks up the slack. She is not a major person, but suddenly she says, hey, you know what? I have this big Rolodex of Chinese uh, folk who want access. And what if we start pulling them into these events? And so the last year, the 2018 Safari Night with Trump's sister as the headliner is the biggest and most successful uh, it's quoted and de described as the crown jewel of the 2018 charity season. Okay. Right? And uh, the, the Miami Herald says that so Cindy Yang suddenly becomes super popular within Mar-a-Lago because she's able to, quote, help promote the cobbled together replacement galas, selling them online as opportunities for Chinese businessmen to gain face time with the Trump family. She brings in Charles Lee to help with this as well. And he starts selling this in China as well as eight day, quote, business travel diplomacy packages that cost $13,000, fly guests from Beijing to the U.S. Uh, and they finish the, you know, their time at uh, at Mar-a-Lago. Um, this is all legal. Right. Like that's what's wild about this shit that they're doing. Like they is it a weird thing that they're doing? Yes. But it's totally legal for chi for foreign nationals to buy into charity events. It's not legal for them to buy into campaign events. Right. right. But they can spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars at this thing. And for these private events, the guest list and security is not handled by the Secret Service. It's handled by Mar-a-Lago. Uh. And so when the Miami Herald drops all of this shit is when Safari Night 2019 is canceled. Right? Because Cindy Yang is basically like, all right, uh, there's too much fucking heat on this shit. So we're, this, this shit's done. Nobody tells Yujing Zhang <laughs> who shows up at Mar-a-Lago with like a bag full of electronics. Uh, she's arrested and mm -hmm. uh, they search her hotel room. It turns out she has $7,500 in U.S. $100 bills on her mm -hmm. in the hotel room. She has 663 in Chinese currency. She has nine USB thumb drives. She has five SIM cards. Okay. And she has something called a signal detector, which is described as a portable device that can, can, that can detect radio waves, magnetic fields, and hidden camera equipment. Okay. Uh, she was uh, brought to a judge this Monday uh, mm -hmm. to decide whether or not she could be released on, on bond. Uh, she revealed to the judge through an interpreter that she owns a $1.3 million house in China and drives a BMW. Okay. Um, the interesting thing about the fact that she was revealing all this through the interpreter, the Secret Service 
noted that she exhibited, quote, a detailed knowledge of and ability to converse in and understand even subtle nuances of the English language when they questioned her. Okay. (laughs) But in front of the judge, she speaks through an interpreter. Um, The prosecution claimed that uh, searching her phone did not reveal that she actually had uh, invitation to the event, but apparently her public defender was able to present evidence saying that Zhang had in fact paid for a travel package that would include a visit to Mar-a-Lago. Okay. Which sounds a lot like uh, what Charles Lee was was offering already. Right. Um. This, of course, that visit that she paid for was the one where she brought four cell phones, a laptop, a hard drive, and a USB drive. Right. So that USB drive, when an agent put Zhang's thumb drive into his computer, it immediately began to install files, Maureen. Dan. Yes. I'm going to stop you right there for a second. Sure. So this very, 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 very sketchy woman covered in equipment. Yes. With shifting strange stories and a bag of stuff and a Secret Service agent that said, what is all this sketchy stuff? I'm going to just take this. I'm going to just shove it in my computer that's full of secret stuff. Yeah. I'm just going to just stick it in there, Chad. Just get it. Just get it. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to let you finish. I'm just going to let you finish. No, it's worth sitting on that for a moment. Here's the thing. Don't do that. No, don't do that. Don't do that. If you find a USB drive on the ground, don't fucking stick it in your computer. computer. No, don't do that. If you buy a cheap USB drive from a weird-ass store, don't stick it in your computer. Like, that's not a good idea. And apparently the Secret Service agent claims that he was like, I've never literally Ivanovich testified that he had never seen this happen before during this type of analysis. Can't they go to Best Buy and buy a laptop for 200 bucks just to see what it does? (laughs) Yes. There are all sorts of things that they could do. (laughs) They could buy a, a burner laptop. Don't connect it to the Internet. Fucking stick the drive in. That's thing one. Thing two, you can get little intermediaries that you can plug a drive in and then plug it into your computer. And so it won't actually do executables or anything like that. Like there are ways around it other than sticking the fucking USB drive into your computer. Okay, so just um, as a little because I know there's even more because this is get this is the omelet bar all over again. Kind of just this. Basically, there's a guy that's offering sort of spy tourist packages. Yeah. Like, would you like to spy? Do you have $13,000? Right. Come, <laughs> you just, come. You just go. Yeah, you just go. And they have done it. Like, until the Miami Herald, like, pulled up all of their Facebook and all of that. And now all of that has been either shut down or turned private. There were photos just constant like this was a business that they advertised on the Internet with like photos of people that were happy with the the service. And here's me standing next to Dojo. And here's, you know, this other woman standing with Trump. And here's like they worked. It's a like it it is an entirely sketchy but above board seeming business i think i could spy at mar-a-lago anyone could spy at mar-a-lago we had that we had the writers in from um from propublica was it propublica that decided to test to see how and they they were like yeah we just we could break in through their printer we could be in everybody's in everybody's in everything in that place is is yeah, so uh, ProPublica are the only people that have really tried to ring a bell about what a fucking soft target Mar-a-Lago is. They published that story two years ago, right? Where they did Wi-Fi sniffing from a boat outside of Mar-a-Lago. And they, yeah, they were able to say, like, this network is completely crackable easily. Like, why wouldn't people be installing installing this kind of thing but trump 
asked about this, he said it was, quote, just a fluke and that he's not concerned about security at Mar-a-Lago. Sure. Yeah. Yep. But, like, Maureen, yeah. we've talked about Mar-a-Lago a lot. We have. And part of it is because it is fucking weird and bizarre, but also because, like, it matters. This is a place that Trump has visited nearly a hundred times as president. Where he stays overnight, right? And yet it is basically running its own security. There are so many fucking soft targets at this place. And Trump is just fucking running wild throughout it, dropping in on weddings, you know, crashing events just like this one, the the ones that, that Cindy Yang was booking there. You know, he's sidling up to the buffet every fucking Sunday, you know, like. Do you remember early in the presidency when they were he was debriefed about the North Korean missile tests on the patio? And everyone's fucking standing above him using their phones flashlights so that they can see the papers? Yes. Yeah. Like, of course you're going to send every fucking person and their mother in with attempts to install software and devices in this when this is the fucking clown show that's around yeah. it. But, like... The thing to me is that it's not even about him, right? Like, you don't even need to be, you don't need a very extensive yarn wall to think about every single person that is a member of Mar-a-Lago and that has access to Trump and his family and all of the people that work for them. Mm -hmm. Any one of those people is a target, right? Like... You can like it's broken you, Dan. It has. Well, it's just like you think about it, right? Like find someone at Mar-a-Lago that is cheating on their wife. Right? right. Like find someone at Mar-a-Lago that is involved in weird money shit. All of them. Right. Like find someone at Mar-a-Lago with odd, shady connections that they might want to keep secret. You don't have to keep adding clauses. Just find someone at Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> right. Like. These are the people that this dude has surrounded with himself his whole life. They are Grab everywhere. Grab anyone. Grab right. anyone at random. <laughs> like the the people, the employees, like literally anyone is flippable. Mm -hmm. Or apparently you just buy a fucking ticket and walk in the front door. Right. Like yeah. here is the yeah. thing that has truly broken me, Maureen. Oh, no. Okay. Like Trump describes this woman's presence as being a fluke, mm -hmm. right? But had Cindy Yang not been wrapped up in a massage parlor that then got busted for prostitution, right? Had she not then posted a selfie with the president that the Miami Herald managed to find, right? Mm -hmm. Had they then not launched a further investigation into her business practices, it is totally safe to assume that Safari Night would not have been canceled this year. <laughs> right? And had it not been canceled, then Yuzhen Zhang would have just walked right in because she could be there. Just jammed her devices into every possible thing. Right. Used the pool. Yeah. Fucked off. Right. Gotten her picture with the president and then left. Like, again, this woman wasn't caught by Secret Service. She was caught because a receptionist was like, uh, hey, you know what? That This event actually isn't happening. Should you be here? And then she got defensive. Right. Like, that's it. D we have no idea if this is the first time this has ever happened. It has. It is not the first time. Right? Like, there it seems no possible fucking way that this is of remarkable turn of events. This happens every day, I have to assume. I have to assume that this is literally the kind of day in, day out, daily bread of Mar-a-Lago. It's just spies. Right. Right? Right. It, it's like Spy Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Spy Disney World. These aren't bright guys. Things just got out of hand. Except every day. Yeah. And it's built to be that way. Dan, I don't know what to tell you, except 
I just read this book about Nazis and meth and how in the end <laughs> he was all methed out. He was a meth zombie. His, they're like his teeth were falling out of his head. The, the picture they describe, his gums are sinking back. His teeth are just dripping out. He's got drool running out. You know, he's this twitchy, tooth-dripping, bug-eyed, stooped, kind of Nosferatu-like character. And everyone's like, the Fuhrer is just a picture of he's doing great. He's lifting some weights. He's having kale juice in the morning. He's really into hot yoga. Uh, he's going to be speaking at the Goop Health Seminar later on today. And uh, frankly, he's fuckable. Oof. In a word. I didn't need that. It's not as bad as what they were actually saying, these these glowing pictures of health. And I feel like that the situation is so bad and we it's so bad that there's just this is the equivalent of, of him having meth teeth. Like yeah. <laughs> everyone's like, we see your meth teeth like we see the USB drives dropping out of people's yeah. pockets, literally. And and there's holes in the walls that people are just people don't even have to do anything. They can just show up with like little, you know, they're just. Doing the thing where they drill a hole in the wall and they watch you. It's, it's, it's meth teeth. He's got meth teeth. I do now, feel like they missed an opportunity with that book. They should have called it Nazi meth zombies. Yeah, Nazi meth zombies. Hitler had meth teeth. <laughs> totally had meth teeth. Meth this has teeth. been a real uplifting. Anyway, at least it all turned out well for the Secret Service this week. Secret Service had got fired. Oh, right. Everybody got fired. So the defense secretary is currently vacant. The Department mm -hmm. of Homeland Security secretary is vacant. The ambassador to the UN is vacant. The director of FEMA is vacant. The Secret Service director is vacant. The head of ICE is vacant. And the deputy of the Department of Homeland Security is vacant. Let's go to Mar-a-Lago. Let's do it. I got a laptop. I got a bunch of USB drives. <laughs> And we could, just using our Patreon money, we have enough money, you and me, to fly to Florida and rent a boat for a day. Oh, my goodness. And oh, my goodness. We could do it. If Seth Sylvia was like, we gave you this, this backing oh money to run to rub this podcast, we could go down there, oh just my. get a boat. We really could. Just listen in. Oh, I'm not even not to do anything scary, just to check it out. <laughs> See what's going on. <laughs> See how safari night's going. On that note, says who is made possible by you through your support of our patron at patreon.com slash says who really and truly your support makes this happen. Whether that's a good thing or not is your decision but we hope you think it's a good thing. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. I was about to say something, and then I just stopped myself. Yeah. Just, what What were you going to no, say? Uh, no, you just, you just, you say. Okay. Uh, we love Darth. You can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter. You can email at hey, that is H-E-Y at sayswhopodcast.com. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash says Whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. I'd like to shout out, Dan. Yeah. Three very special people. I want to hear it. Colin. Colin. Alexander Danner. Alexander Danner. Dustin Ward. Dustin Ward. You guys are heroes. These three individuals are our Main Street moguls. Um, and they have been hugely fundamental in helping us bring says who to you. Please whisper their names and think, think about them. Just think about them deeply. Indeed. We thank you all, says Sylvia, because you, um, you are the ones that are going to help us get a boat. Oh, boy. Are you a hundred percent against this idea? I'm not. And that's what scares me. I'm pretty could, much, I'm 98% for this idea. Think about this. We fly down. You first just go to Palm Beach. You first go to that bar that they 
that the one reporter went to where everybody tells you about Mar-a-Lago stuff, the the rusty skipper or whatever right. it is. Then we rent a boat. We drive along with our $40 piece of equipment. Just, you know, listen to Radio Free Mar-a-Lago and be like, whew, this isn't good. We go back. We either take the boat up the coast or we go back. We get a, we rent a car. We drive up. Triumphant trip to Disney World. So it's a it's a long drive from Mar-a-Lago to Disney World, but I'm I'm in, I'm here for it. <sighs> I'm just saying it's an idea. This feels like this feels like more power than I than I know what to do with. Dan, apparently anything's possible. Apparently, apparently nothing means anything. Apparently, no. you can just do whatever. So why don't we just start doing whatever, Dan? It's true. Like, why don't we just, apparently you could just show up with your pockets full of hard drives, just go into Margalago and be like, can I use your pool? And they're like, sure, why not? And then you're like, I'm here to go to safari night for kids. And they're like, great. And they're like, can I stick my weird devices and all your stuff? And they're like, sure, stick it in there, Chad. And you stick it in like, and then I don't know, you just do whatever, Dan, because nothing fucking matters. No one talks about, you know, talk about the emperor's new clothes. Well, no one talks about the president's new meth teeth. And we're just ignoring <laughs> what's right in front of us. And you just walk around Mar-a-Lago or the fucking other golf club where they have the omelet bar with all of the meaningful things in the room that you've noticed. Like this weird, you know, kind of Da Vinci Code symbiology room of shit <laughs> where you get a nasty ass omelet. You know there's fucking ketchup served with it because oh. everything's disgusting. And you get some fucking hot home fries that are cold in the middle. And you sit there in the room that has carpeting everything, including on the tables. And you eat your miserable omelet that's got like waxy cheese and pre, pre-sliced peppers and cold potatoes. And your blob of ketchup because everything is mandatory with ketchup there because it's the official sauce of the Trump presidency. Put it on your breakfast. Put it on your toothbrush. Because you've got presidential meth teeth. Nothing matters. What are we eating? What are we doing? We're eating hamburgers and we're eating ketchup. Who even cares? If you want to see all this live, come to Pod X in Nashville, May 31st through June 2nd. Bring your hard drives. Do whatever. <laughs> Wander into any room. Just do fucking whatever. Apparently, whenever you can go to any hotel anywhere and just say, let me in. I'm here for safari night. You're not wrong. But you can stay go to podx.com slash says who to see Wait, just how right Maureen is. Look, I said this week that I read a lot of advice. I read a lot of advice columns. And I love all advice that's like, you know what? You just show up. You show up to stuff you don't want to. You show up. And that's so much of life. But also I read all the advice columns that's like you have to know when not to show up and when to say no. And and I read them both. And so apparently the secret of success is showing up and not showing up. Schrodinger's success. Yeah. Because apparently success, like you just show up at Mar-a-Lago and you can spy. Like it's fine. And you could just apparently show up at the White House because like they have a bunch of jobs open and I don't even know. And the Secret Service is all fired now. So who even knows? Like I guess anybody can go in. And, uh, you know, books have already written about this, Dan, or not. Like, just stay at home, eat at home, and there's a I way to just I saw this one that. coming. I saw that one coming this time. Spread the word, even... subscribe, and please leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. They didn't make any progress with Brexit this week, Dan. You can join us on April 17th for our next episode. They're stockpiling cheese. From my basement in Chicago, I'm Dan Sinker. From Mar-a-Lago, I'm Maureen Johnson, because apparently you can just go. And this has been Says Who. I'm trying to say something, but uh, I'm just, sh- just shaking my head. Just shaking my head. Oh, you're not wrong that we could go to Mar-a-Lago tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, not not tomorrow, tomorrow, but... I mean... We could just go. Just go. Just go. Kayak.com. (laughs) Yeah.
Okay, let's say depart. Okay, let's just, we'll go that day. Okay, we'll fly back that day. All right. What you got? 200 bucks round trip. 200 bucks? How much for rent, rent in the boat? 500? Oh, I can't imagine it would cost that much. That's like renting a fucking real boat. I mean, for the day. We're going to need a couple hours. Yeah. I, I bet we could rent a boat for 200 bucks. All and right. that would be like a nice boat. Okay. So we have, a, you know, a couple hundred bucks for the tickets, a couple hundred bucks for the boat. We could do it. Shit, we could do it. 